Happy Halloween. Welcome once again to this seance of sound that we call Scry. In this episode, I will be staring into the obsidian mirror to conjure forth true tales of paranormal terror to share with you, and to ensure that this All Hallows Eve is one that keeps the hair on the back of your neck raised, the goosebumps ever present, and the... What? Now who can that be? Trick or treat! Well, it appears that we have some trick-or-treaters. Ah, a ghost, a vampire, and a witch. Well, do I have a treat for you, kids. I have a story for you. And it comes from Ken in Navarre. Here is his tale. I grew up in a house that was previously a duplex. My dad took out the separating wall to make it into a large home. There were six kids, including me. The kitchen in one side became a huge laundry room with a door leading to the back porch. We didn't have air conditioning. We had a large, whole house fan with a belt drive and large steel blades. It was permanently installed in the window next to the back door and ran all the time except in winter. Two of my sisters and myself were in the backyard catching lightning bugs at dusk one summer evening. There were woods and a little creek behind our house. One of my sisters was at the far end of the yard, near the woods, and hollered out, What do you want? She then proceeded to run like hell, screaming, Get in the house! He's coming out of the woods! I looked up and saw what looked like two bright red eyes out in the woods, getting closer to the yard. We hauled ass into the house. I hit the deadbolt on the back porch door and the heavy wooden back door. Seconds later, something started pounding on the door from outside to the porch. We heard glass break. Then, the pounding started on the heavy wood door coming into the house. Then, nothing. We were freaking out pretty bad. All this happened in probably two minutes. My older sister that was watching us while mom and dad were at work came to see what all the commotion was about and we all screamed, it's on the back porch. Of course, my older sister said there was nothing out there and went to unlock the door to prove it. When her hand got to the deadbolt, something reached through the window and tried to grab her arm, scratching her up pretty bad. Here's the deal though, 
that big ass fan was running. Whatever reached in and grabbed my sister's arm went right through those steel blades like they weren't even there. The next day, we looked. No blood, just broken glass on the porch door. Big Sis was always a bit out there, Ouija boards and all. But after that, and to this day, she has nothing to do with us three younger siblings. Of my other two sisters, they've both had night terrors since. Only one of my sisters will even talk to me about that night. they didn't like that tree. Or perhaps Ken's story was just too much for the little goblins. Now, as I was saying before we were interrupted, in this episode, we are going to be sharing hair-raising tales, stories that are sure to keep you up at night, and tales that will have you looking over your shoulder and wondering if... Again? Excuse me. Why, if it isn't a werewolf and Frankenstein's monster, I suppose you would like a treat as well. Well, you are in luck. This treat is better than candy corn and black licorice, and it comes from Snowman 38. There was an old farmhouse that overlooked a field on my property when we owned a small farm. The downstairs was completely destroyed, but the bedroom on the second floor had a good floor in it and was a great shooting position for coyotes. I'd go up there early morning or late evenings and nail them on the fence lines and walk back to the house once it got dark. I never noticed that this room was by far the nicest room in the house. One evening, I took my AR up and ended up firing three shots. When I got ready to leave, I searched for the casings everywhere. I couldn't find them, so I gave up, left the room, and headed towards the stairs. I saw the first casing on the banister at the landing. I found the second on the penny rail in the hall leading to the front door. And saw the last one on the floor, standing up on end in the open doorway to the coal basement. I left and never went back in the house after that. A few years after we sold the property, the house was bulldozed because the new owners got creepy vibes from it.
that's Buster Candy. Well, it looks like you got more than you bargained for, kid. But want another chill? Just imagine what was in that coal basement waiting for Snowman 38. <laughs> oh, now don't cry. I'm gonna eat your hat, mister. Well, you can get the hell off my lawn. Besides, I can't share the Halloween episode of Scry if I keep getting interrupted by trick-or-treaters. Go on, get out of here. Okay, where was I? Oh yeah, in this episode, I'm going to share... You have got to be kidding me. Why? It's just normal kids. Where are your costumes? Can we come in? No, you can't come in. But I suppose you want a treat as well. Maybe something to put some color in those piercing, solid black eyes you have. Let us in. This tale comes from Janet C. and is perfect for your goodie bags. A few episodes back, you had a story about a phone call that mentioned a scratchy, staticky voice. I've had a similar encounter, but it didn't involve a phone. Instead, it happened with a guitar amplifier. I was in a band with some of my girlfriends at the time, and I was on guitar. One night, I was home alone and I figured that I would play louder than normal since my parents weren't home to tell me to turn down my amp. So I'm all plugged in, and I play a few riffs and start rocking out. I finish playing one song, but before I can start another, I hear this voice that says, Hello. It was staticky and faint, but it was definitely there. I kind of chuckle about it and don't really give it much thought. It wasn't common, but it also wasn't the first time that I've had radio stations come through on my amp. I chuckled at the voice as the timing seemed perfect, and I jokingly replied with a hello of my own. The voice said. It's nice to meet you, Nathan, I say. At this point, I'm thinking that I am catching a radio station again, and it just so happened to coincide with when I stopped playing. Perfect timing and all. I wouldn't think that for long, though. I see you, Janet, the voice said. The moment it said my name, I froze. I knew something wasn't right. 
I didn't know a Nathan, and I thought that this had to be someone messing with me somehow. I want you, the voice said. Where are you, I replied. Nathan said. Needless to say, I am freaked out more than just a little bit. I want to be alive. Nathan said again. I still am thinking that someone is messing with me somehow using a walkie-talkie or something to mess with me, if that would even be possible. Regardless, I wasn't in the mood for this, so I yelled out, Leave me alone, Nathan! Leave me alone! After that, I watched as my bedroom door slowly opened, revealing an empty hallway. And then, on its own, the door slowly shut without being touched. There was no more voice coming through on my amp after that, but it was still enough that I turned off the amp, unplugged it, and grabbed a rosary that had been hanging on my headboard. I wasn't really much of a practicing Christian at that point in my life. But on that night, I figured I could use all the help that I could get. Now, how was that for a Halloween treat? A disembodied voice that wants to be alive. That's certainly terrifying. Are you going to let us in or not? Um, no. I'm all too familiar with black-eyed kids. So you two kids can fuck right off. You'll regret this, old man. And you're not getting a Snickers. Now get off my lawn. If we can ever get past these interruptions, I'll be able to... Well, shit. Trick or treat? Why? Aren't you a bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, perhaps. I guess you want a treat as well. Well, here's a treat that comes from Octahex. Enjoy. I grew up in a small town in the north of Sweden. Nature is really close to you there, so it's natural to be in contact with it. I was in my teenage years, and me and some friends borrowed a boat from one of my friend's parents. We had packed tents, sleeping bags, and some basic stuff you need to go camping. We went out to this island that has a somewhat dark reputation about being a 
some kind of old medieval prison where they cut the fingers off and tortured people. It's actually named Finger Island. We knew that and found it to be funny because we all liked horror movies and, well, we weren't very mature at that age. Also, nobody really knows for sure what that place was used for. We arrived during a sunny, bright, nice day after a few hours of using the boat that had some old Yamaha engine. We pitched the tents on the beach, walked around a bit, then gathered some wood, fried some eggs, and basically just relaxed and had fun with a bottle of cheapo wine. Summer nights are pretty warm there and we tried sleeping directly on the beach in the sleeping bags with a big fire going, but kept playing pranks on each other and working each other up that we soon gave up on the idea of anyone getting any sleep that night. So after a while, we decided to stroll into the island woods and just explore. We still had that energy you get from guys being dicks with each other, and it was pretty upbeat. And this was very late at night. All I can remember is that the mood changed as we walked, and we stopped talking. Then we reached the center of the woods, and this is what we saw. The left side of the woods was green, filled with live trees and leaves and life. Then a sharp border in a straight line through the entire woods, and everything on the right side was dead, gray, no life, nothing, just dead forest. Nobody said a word as the mist slowly whirled around us. There was nothing to say. All three of us saw the same thing. I don't know how long we just stood there silent and stared at it. We walked back in silence to our tents. There was no more playing around. At first light, we packed the boat and started traveling home. The engine on the boat died as soon as we started to leave the island. We took turns in rowing the whole way back under silence. It took forever. We have never talked about it again. I don't know what we saw that night, but it sucked the life and laughter right out of us. We didn't belong in that place.
I just wanted some candy. Was that not enough of a treat for you? Well, here, I have something else for you. Uh, what is this? This young man is a piece of highly polished obsidian. When you stare into it, stare beyond it, something is going to stare back at you. Look into it. Tell me what you see. Something is taking shape. It looks like... Uh, it's a story from Crow Girl. A guy I sort of got to know on a cancer message board had a really terribly sad story. He was in his mid-40s, fighting colon cancer for eight years, had three teenage boys, and a wife who couldn't work because of how sick he was. They were dead broke, and then his truck broke down, so he couldn't get to chemo, which he was doing as a last-ditch effort to save his life. I don't usually send money to near strangers on the internet, but having just lost my own father to cancer the previous year, I just couldn't let his boys go through that, so I sent him enough money to fix his truck. $500. Then, I sent him 50 bucks more, and told him if he was feeling up to it, to go out for ice cream with his kids and get them all the biggest, messiest, best Sundays he could find and enjoy their time together. His cancer was bad enough that I knew there wouldn't be many more days like that. One night, I was asleep and woke up blinded by the hall light being on. Then I looked closer at it and realized there was a tall, bald guy in gray sweats standing in the hall. He looked at me, sort of nodded, then walked on into the wall where the spare bedroom starts. I sort of figured it was a dream and shrugged and went back to sleep. I was still half groggy as it was like 2 a.m. I got up the next morning, remembered the dream, and asked my husband if he'd been up and left the hall light on. He hadn't. The hall light had never been on that night. Then I checked Facebook and saw that the guy with cancer had passed away early that morning. And I realized the tall, bald guy standing in the hall I'd seen in the middle of the night looked just like his GoFundMe picture. I think he stopped by on his way out to say goodbye and thanks for the truck repair and ice cream.
I don't think I want this old man. It's, it's a little too creepy for me. Well then get out of here, you ungrateful little. Shut up, old man, I'm leaving. Now let's see if I can actually get this episode recorded. Where were we? Something about hair raising, goosebumps, being kept up all night. Oh yes, I was about to tell you about... Seriously? Oh my, that is the most impressive Grim Reaper costume that I have ever seen. It's so real looking, yet otherworldly, very ethereal. I must say that I am impressed. Aren't you supposed to say trick or treat? You won't get a treat if you don't. What? You have something to tell me? Something from Eli 75? Let's hear it then. A few weeks ago, I was playing basketball with my kids outside. I got the ball away from my daughter and acted like I was going to throw it out into the yard. She laughed and told me to go ahead and throw it far so she could run and get it. So I threw it across our driveway into the yard so it would roll down the hill to the edge of the woods to really make her have to run. I was still playing with my son and not really paying attention to her, but all of a sudden I got a feeling that I should be watching her. She was almost to the ball and I noticed movement in the woods out of the corner of my eye. It was a ways in where there are a lot of shadows and all I could really see was what looked like shadows moving rapidly. I started walking quickly towards her, but she grabbed the ball and ran back, and I didn't see anything else. I still had an uneasy feeling, but didn't say anything to the kids, and I blew it off as nothing. That night, when we were getting ready for bed, my daughter said, Remember when you threw the ball for me? She continued to say that she was laughing loudly as she was running to get it. And when she stopped to pick it up, she heard something in the woods, laughing back at her in a deep, scary voice. I could barely sleep that night. I went out the next day and looked for tracks where I thought I saw movement, but couldn't find anything obvious. The ground was still frozen in the area, so someone could have walked through without leaving tracks. I should mention that we have no neighbors within a half mile of us, and we're a long ways off the road.
Oh, oh my, oh my God, I, I think that is enough for me. Tonight I've seen and heard things that no mortal was meant to see. And I don't need to see or hear anymore on this evening when the veil between the world of the living and that of the dead is at its most thin. I would like to thank everyone who has shared their stories. If you have a true encounter that you would like to share, you can submit it at scrypod.com, scrypodcast at gmail.com, or leave a voicemail at 573-203-8668. All stories on Scry are purported to be true. Special thanks to Mew and Shadow Vibe, whose music appears throughout the stories shared in this episode, courtesy of a Creative Commons license. Check out the show notes for more info on these talented artists. And with that, it is time to once again close the gate. And as always, say goodbye. This is Scry. Happy Halloween, everyone. You gotta say it like you're really sad. I just want some candy. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. You will regret this, old man. <laughs> you gotta do it too. Say it. You opened my mouth. You will or you'll? You'll. Can, Can we come in? <laughs> You can't laugh when you're doing it, bud. Hey, giggle boost, come on. <laughs> Can we hear what it says? Okay. Y'all gotta say it at the same time. Okay. Okay, so. And that was a candy. Uh, Alright. Is that good? That should be good. <laughs>